Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. My name is Derek Puckett. I'm the lead pastor at Renewal Church of Chicago. If you want to know more information about us, you can head to our website at RenewalChicago.com. I pray today that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. Amen. Well, good morning, Renewal fam. It's good to be here with you all. Thank you all for coming out and, like Steve said, braving the, the winter sleep. How many of y'all fail? You don't have to admit it. It's okay. It's okay. We all slip sometimes. We all fall. Well, I'm excited about what we're going to get into this morning. Um, this time of year is always um, a good time of reflection for myself, and I pray you do the same. We got a lot to celebrate. As a church, we also got a lot to be grateful for. But I will say that as we walk into the new year, I want you guys to be prayerful. I want you to be prayerful um, because there's a lot happening around our country. There's a lot happening in our families. If I took a poll right now and asked how many of you know somebody who's sick right now who's had COVID, I'm pretty sure most of us would probably raise our hand. Um, and and it's, it's impacting our, our relatives, our family members a lot more even now. Um, as Omicron goes through. And so I just want you all to be mindful, um, be prayerful. We're trying to be mindful as a church and make sure, um, as you can see, we, we've cut down some of the registrations and making sure we can uh, keep you all spaced out in here, um, as well as we want to make sure that we're prayerful for our community uh, as, as there are people in our church that are, are suffering from this and there's a lot going on. So we want to be um, there for our church as we've been throughout the past. So nothing changes here. We're just going to mind CDC and make sure we do well as a church. But I want you all, as we enter 2022, how many of y'all are just tired of this thing? Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm done with this. And uh, in the midst of that, though, I want to keep on believing that God, one, is in control, but he will free us from it and bring us out of this. So I want y'all, how many of y'all going to keep on believing with me? Come on now, let's keep believing. Let's start believing if you're struggling today, saying that God is not only Savior, but he's healer. He's the one that provides and can bring us through. Amen, somebody. Amen, amen. Well, if you're new, my name is Derek Puckett. I, I am the lead pastor here at Renewal Church of Chicago, and I'm so glad that you joined us. As Steve said, make sure you fill out a Connect card. Um, you can get one of those. Uh, um, just scan it with your phone on the outside. Um, but I'm glad you picked this Sunday. It's a good Sunday to jump in with us because we're going through the state of the church. The state of the church. I do this every year at Renewal Chicago, and I love doing it because it gives us a time to reflect back over the past year and what God has done and where he's taking us. So what I want to do before we jump in is I want to pray for um, our time today, but I also want to pray for uh, just... I want to pray for everything that's going on in our country. So would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for who you are, Lord. Even in a space where it's tough sometimes to, to navigate, it's, it's tough to go up and down emotionally and mentally. And I got vaccinated. And do I, do I need to wear a mask? Do I need to be around people? And people are still getting sick. I thought I'd be done with this thing, God. But we know that, for one, you're not done with us. You're not done with your people. You're not done saving. You're not done working. So instead of us being, uh, having our mind on all the other things, God, would you quiet our hearts and let our minds be focused on you, let our eyes be focused on you? Because we do need you more than ever before today, but also throughout the rest of our lives. God, I pray that as we walk through our time today in, in this word that you would just uh, go before it and allow us to celebrate and be grateful for all the work that you've done in our in the life of our church. But I pray that it would allow us to reflect on our own lives and what you're doing in our lives individually. God, have your way in this time. It's in Jesus' name we all said together, amen, amen, amen. Well, as I said earlier, every year around this time, despite everything that's going on, I, I love this time of year because it's a time of year, despite what's happening in society, where I get to, I, I like to say, slow down a bit. And with the weather, all of y'all, you, you slipping and stuff and things like that, it, it's you just got to slow down in the, in the winter season. And I love during the holiday season because what I do is I, I just try to stop and take a second to 
to think about how good God has been in my life, but just getting me through another year. So I try to take a moment to thank God for what that he's, for all that he's done. And, and I say this every year, but I don't believe as Christians or as the church, we, we celebrate enough. I don't, I don't think we stop and, and say thank you enough. And, and these last couple years have been hard, nonetheless, in the pandemic. But there's much to be grateful for. There's much to be grateful for. But sadly, most of the time, what we do is we're really great at looking at the bad. We're great at thinking about all the things in society that make us sad or angry or upset. I mean, news perpetuates this and social media and all of these other things. And we don't take a, enough time to just stop and, and, and say, thank you, God, for all that you've done. Thank you, God, for all that you're doing. I, I love when I'm reading through the Old Testament and, and you see the move of God in the life of the Israelites and the people of God. And when he moves, they typically, they stop, they celebrate. You, you might see them put up some type of statue or some type of landmark. They may name a place. They also might put a feast in place for a week or a festival where they, 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 they celebrate for a week all that God has, doing, has done and, and the goodness of God. Now, let me ask you, how many times have you celebrated the move of God over just for one week straight? You shut everything down and just was like, thank you, God. Better yet, how many times have you done that for a day? We don't do that. See the bad, we see the things going on, and we just keep on moving. We just, oh, okay, I, I got that. Let me just keep going to the next thing. We don't, we don't stop. And so today, like every year, what I want to do is I want to pause, I want to celebrate, and despite everything that's going on in our society, I want to celebrate what God did in the past year of our church. So that means that it should be some amens, some, some clapping, some celebrating up in here, that y'all should go with me on that. That means, come on, man, like, it's hard enough preaching to people with masks on, so I need y'all to celebrate with me and go with me this morning. God has done a lot in our church, and my prayer is that as we walk through this, you're not only encouraged by what's happened in our church, but it will, it will let you to go, let you, allow you to go back and reflect, especially over this fast, to see how God has kept you, how he's protected you, how he's provided for you. I want you to reflect and celebrate and give thanks because we have a God on our side who wants good things for us. We have a God on our side who wants to do good through us. So today what I'm not going to do, and I'm going to try not to, I'm going to try not to preach as much today, but I'm going to walk through just how our vision is played out in the life of our church and just what that looks like. And, and so I want you all to, like I said, join in and celebrating with me, but hopefully this will allow us to look forward to the coming year and what's ahead of us. Amen? Amen. So now by, by way of reminder, if you're new with us at our church, our vision is to be a, a, a church that's centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ while passionately seeking the welfare of the city. We desire to be a church to where I say this, and I really mean it, if God said Renewal Church of Chicago, I'm taking you out of the city of Chicago, uh, Chicago would miss us. Not because we're not necessarily physically present here anymore, but because when we were present in the city, we were influencing every sector of society, every level of society. So when we're moved from the city, they would say, what happened? Where's the church? So that's the church that we desire to be. Now, this vision is built around three pillars, as I like to call it, that are rhythmic in and indicative of every believer. We want to renew, rebuild, and release people through the work of Jesus Christ. So today we're going to walk through these three pillars and, and again, hopefully encourage you by showing you how they're living out or working through the life of our church. I want to begin with renew. That is simply renewing hearts by the power of the gospel. The gospel is simply the good news. Everyone say good news. It's the good news of what Jesus has done on our in our lives when he died on the cross and went to the grave and got up with power in his hands. Uh, John 3.16 says that for, the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
I love to say it this way. God loved, God gave, we believe, we live forever. Say that with me. God loved, God, y'all remember? We believe, we live forever. God loved, God gave, we believe, we live forever. I would wrap it if I had a drummer up here, but you know, that, 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 that's God love, God gave, we believe, we live forever. That's the gospel in its simplest form. This pillar has rang out in the life of our church through, uh, from starting day one all the way up to this day. We stand firm on the gospel, and one way you see that here at Renewal Church is that you're going to hear the gospel preached every time you walk in here, which means you're going to hear about how Jesus went to the cross and Jesus was nailed on that cross for our transgressions, sins that he didn't commit. But then he takes those sins, not staying on the cross, but to the grave once and for all, where in the grave he would take sin, Satan, and death, and he would conquer it by getting up with power in his hands, signifying that he now has power over Satan, sin, and death. And through his resurrection, if we we believe we not only have life today, but we have life everlasting. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. So you're going to hear about that every week here at Renewal Church of Chicago because we stand firm on preaching the gospel. Because it's not my eloquent speech. It's not Steve's. It's not anybody who graces this stage that's going to save your life. It's the word and it's the work of Jesus in your life that's going to save you. So we preach the gospel. We, we stand firm on that. Folks are hearing the gospel. Let me give you some ways that the gospel is impacting lives in our church. Listen to this. Uh, past March and April, we got back into in-person service. Praise God. We went from being online for over a year, uh, being shut down on a Friday, had to go online on a Sunday, and then we stayed online for over a year, and we came back in person last year in Easter, praise the Lord, and we've averaged see it as much this morning, around 300 souls in attendance every Sunday. And then you can tack on around 100 to 200 uh, online that have been watching every week. So if you do the math, that means that we can have 400 to 500 people in, a ter in, a, in attendance in a service on a Sunday morning throughout the week. That translates, translates into this, God's moving. God's working in our church. That means that our church is growing, and y'all may not be hearing me, but that's in a pandemic. There are churches that are closing all over the place, and God has kept his hand on renewal, and he said, I want to continue to grow this church. I want this story to continue to go forward. That is something to celebrate. And Steve and I talk about this all the time because you guys may not feel it, but now I know today is a little different with everything happening with this variant, but in the, in the fall, as we came in and we preached, it, it's like you're preaching to a new church every week. And you may have felt this. It, it, you're looking at new people every week or people aren't coming every week. So it may be 250 to 300, but it's flip-flopping every week. And so I want y'all to take that in. And so when we say greet people, that means really get to know some people around you, but also need y'all to amen me a little bit because that means culture shifts every week up in this thing, okay? All right, Miss Tammy, I, I hear you back there. We've had hundreds of new people fill out Connect cards throughout the past year and people attending Connect classes. People are checking out the church, but not only that, they are jumping in. And again, you may not see this because we're streaming across all these different platforms, but hear me, family, our church is growing. God has his hand on our church. We had seven baptisms. Thank you. You can keep clapping. It's going to be a lot of clapping through this. Seven baptisms last year. And quite possibly, I'm honest, it, there would have been more, but it's tough to baptize and do that work here in, in a pandemic. And so this is my prayer this year. I pray that we have a whole bunch of baptisms and saying, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to show the world that I'm unashamed of Jesus Christ to the point where the water runs out, y'all. You hear me? You with me? I want people saying, I'm unashamed. I love Jesus. And I'm declaring this in front of the whole world. Translation, the gospel changes lives. See, sometimes I, I really think, especially in a pandemic, this is really hard for us to see. It's hard to see the Lord moving. It's hard to believe that he's at work. It's, it's easy to believe that the church has really stopped doing work, that it stopped growing, especially when we see tragedy all around us, when we see, when we see churches shutting down. It, it, it's hard to believe that God is working. But he's kept his hand on our church. There's been countless testimonies of folks that 
have been challenged by the word of God. Many of you in here have come up to me after sermons with tears in your eyes saying, Pastor D, I needed that word. Thank you for preaching the word boldly and standing firm on the gospel. I need that in this season. The word has been changing lives. God has been working in the life of our church to the point where 35 of you became new members here at our church. And I, I'm not just talking about coming in and filling a seat because there's hundreds of them. Them, It's people that said, I want to put my arm, my hands to the plow with you and I want to come in and I want to enter in a covenant relationship. I, I want to give my time, my talent, and my treasure. I'm locked in with renewal. That's 35 people that said, I want to join this church that jumped in and there's many more to come. And if you're here and you're saying, that's me, I want to jump in to a covenant relationship. I want to be in a member. I want to be a member of this church where I'm not just filling a seat, but we're now responsible for your discipleship and your care. We're going to have a membership class coming up in February, those second, the second and third week of February. I want y'all to jump in. Let's fill that class up and let's pour into you. Let us pour into you all and be responsible for your discipleship and your growth in this church. Don't just fill a seat. Jump in with us. See what God is doing here. God is doing a lot in our church, and I can speak on the gospel much more, um, and we'll do it in many weeks to come. Uh, but the simple point I want you to go away with from uh, this renewing the hearts by the power of the gospel is this, that the gospel is going forth, good news is being preached, lives are being changed, and the church is continually on the move. The second pillar is rebuilding lives through discipleship. I love this one. This is key in everything that we do. Discipleship is the process, hear me, by which believers grow in their walks with Jesus Christ or, or, and then they pour their lives out on someone else. I like to say it this way, and I'm going to have y'all say it too. It's, it's to reproduce reproducing followers of Jesus Christ. Go ahead and try to say it. Reproduce reproducing followers of Jesus Christ. Now say it real fast. You can't even do it. Don't even, don't, don't, Steve, Pastor Steve over here trying to do it. It's a tongue twister, but it's really that. Think about those words. We want to reproduce, reproducing followers of Jesus Christ. So it's not just for you to suck up everything and become fat figuratively and say, all of this is for me, but it's for you to be poured out like a sponge squeezed all out over a world where you can just pour your life out on everybody else. This is the, the lifeline or the bloodline of the church where we make disciples. This is what Jesus calls us to do. What this means is that true followers of Jesus... They don't just sit on the sideline over here and watch the pastors and everybody else do the work, but they jump in the game. They, they put their whole life into the game. They, they serve their talent and their treasures are given away because they believe in what God is doing in and through them and in the life of the church. That's what true disciples look like. It plays itself in our church in many different ways. It happens on Sunday morning. From the preaching moment, this is a discipleship moment, but it also happens in the moment when we're in our homes and we're in our groups and we're in community with one another. Discipleship is simply, again, you pouring your life out on someone that may be a little less mature in the faith. Doesn't mean you got to be older. You've just been walking with Jesus a lot longer. He calls us to make disciples. Matthew 28, this is a familiar passage to some of us here. Matthew 28, Jesus says this, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. When you read this statement, as I preached on it a few weeks ago, this isn't an option. This is an imperative. It's, an, it's a command. God, uh, Jesus says, make disciples. He doesn't say, will you make disciples? He doesn't say, can you? He says, make, which means do it. It's a command. And so as Christians, we're commanded to give our lives away. We want to preach the gospel on Sunday mornings, but we also want to live it out in the practical throughout the week in our group. So the sermon should challenge you to live it out in community outside. Here's the reality. We don't just need Sunday morning church, but we also need community throughout the week. How many of you know that Sunday is just one day of the week? 
So that means there's six other days. And the reality is as you step out of here, you're going to step out into some may mayhem, some chaos. You're going to see some things outside this Sunday moment where you're kind of insulated in this community. You're going to go out of here and something's going to hit you. Something's going, you're going to be reminded of some kind of mess. So the reality is you need to check. You need to check in. You need time with community every day of the week. And at least once a week where you can come in with a group of people and just do life together. That's why it's important to have the high vision of Sunday, but also the practical throughout the week. And here's the encouraging fact about this. We've been doing that. It's been happening here in the life of our church. When we transitioned from online to in person, y'all jumped in. When we were online, you, you stayed in groups. You stayed online. Discipleship and community is taking place here in our church. Here, here, here's just a short list of how this has happened. In a few weeks, our groups are going to start up. Who, who's, who's excited for groups? Come on now. Groups are about to start back up here in a few weeks. Some of you are like, what is a group? That's our form of small group where you can meet throughout the week instead of just here on Sunday morning, and you break down the word of God together and grow in life and community with one another. Now listen to this. Last year, we were able to train 14 new group leaders, which means that we took our groups from 9 to 11. That means we're reaching 11 different neighborhoods here in the city. 200 of you or more than 200 of you were dispersed throughout those 11 groups throughout the city. Listen to these numbers because we need to celebrate that. That's more than double than what we were in last year. Hundred and new, 120 new people were added to groups this year. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. So I, I work with a whole other organization when I'm working along other, other side churches. Churches are shutting down, and churches are shutting down their midweek ministries. And here we are on the other side adding 120 other new people to this thing. Look at what God is doing. God's growing the church. These are things to celebrate. It may not seem like much, but in a big city, these things don't happen even outside of a pandemic. Our ministries are doubling. Friends, that's encouraging. That's encouraging. In the midst of the pandemic, we've witnessed small groups and these community groups become even more foundational, even more important in all we do in the life of renewal. And we're hoping to keep this going, not only this year, but for years to come. I don't want you to just hear a good sermon on Sunday and say, man, that was great, and that be the food for the week. But I want you to feast on this sermon and feast on community throughout the week so you're poured into and you grow into the Christian that God wants you to be. Uh, there's been countless testimonies of how vital groups have been and the health and maturity of one's life. And one thing that's really encouraged me is this, is that throughout the last year, you all have been the church. You've loved on people within your community where, where, and I don't say this lightly, that there may be people that are struggling with uh, bills or money or groceries or have death in the families or people that have been sick, miscarriages. There's so many things that have happened in this last year. And you know what? A lot of those things don't even come across my desk until months later. And I'm not saying that, saying I don't want to be in, in community and I don't want to know what's going on, but I'm saying this to celebrate the fact that the church is being the church because what that means is that you all are jumping in and you're not relying on the pastors to do the work of the ministry. That's the church. That's Acts chapter 2 stuff where every need is being met because the community, the body, is being the church in a time of need. That's what's been happening at Renewal, and I, I, I love it, and I celebrate that myself as a pastor because we're now taking heed to the Word of God, and my prayer is that we keep on doing this and that many of you will get involved in a group. These, these are our formal small groups, and this is what I want you to do. If you're not in a group right now, you got my permission, go ahead and take your phone out. Go to RenewalChicago.com. You can do that. If you're not in a group, go ahead and sign up right now. I'm going to just take it all of y'all in groups because none of y'all took out your phones. You're not disrespecting me right now. I just want you to sign up. If you can't find it online, email us at info at RenewalChicago.com. We'll get you plugged into a group because we want you to grow how the Lord wants you to grow. Amen? With that, I want to give honor to where honors do this morning. Many of you, you see Steve up here preaching sometimes, and you see him leading different things, but y'all don't know that the boatload or the bulk of his job is really to be over the spiritual formation and, 
and, and the, the discipleship of our church and really making sure that people grow outside of Sunday morning throughout the week in community. And so I want to thank this brother, Steve. Y'all might not see the work that's happened behind the scenes, but if y'all can put your hands together for him because he's done an awesome job. And I, I, I'm going to say this really, it, it's encouraging me, and I've known him since I was 12, but there's nothing like having another pastor on staff that you can trust and just say, hey, man, can you take this, and I ain't got to think about it again. I didn't have that for seven years, and so I'm thankful for this brother and what he's doing here at our church. And our groups, as I just listed off, have grown like crazy. And so I know he's got more in the tank, and things are going to happen this year, but I'm thankful for you, brother. And with that, can you, if you're a group leader, go ahead and stand up if you're in here. I just want to say thank you to you. If we have any group leaders this morning in here, come on now. Thank you, thank you. There's other ways outside of groups that we've encouraged community. And so I'm going to list off some of those men's and women's time last year. We had that. My men, we got together for six Saturdays straight in. in come on now, Julian. I hear you back there. Six Saturdays straight um, in the fall. And, and, man, I heard testimonies. And the thing that threw me away, blew me away were the testimonies from wives that were saying, Man, my, my husband didn't even want to come to church. He wasn't even thinking about it until this group happened. And he's here at group every Saturday for this men's time. And then at Sunday, he's making sure we come to church. So I'm so grateful for that ministry of our men's and women's time. And if you're a man in here, you're a woman in here, you make sure to look out for these times when they're coming up here in the spring. They're coming up soon. We had our third and, uh, annual marriage retreat. Couples in here, come on now. It was 40 to 50 of you all that came out. And we, we saucered up, you know what I mean? And the salsa dancer even comes to our church now. He was like, I got to be around this community. And, but we really, we, we don't take lightly the covenant of marriage here in, between a man and a woman in a society where, I'm going to be honest, is being devalued. And then on top of that, divorces are happening at more than a 50% rate. And in a pandemic, even if they're not divorcing, there are people that that, that are just living inside of the house with one another. They're not flourishing in their marriage. So we not only want to value the covenant and bring people together, but we want you to flourish in the covenant also. We want you to grow in your marriage. So we're going to continue to do that. We'll have a fourth one up in a marriage ministry, hopefully here in, in the spring that we're going to do together. Our renewal summer happened again last year where many of you, some of you are new, and that was your first impression of renewal. Renewal summer, we come out and we spend time together every week in a different neighborhood around the city where we teach each other, we teach our church to love the city. And some, some people have been born on the south side, never been in the north side. And so we want to go to these different sides of town and we want to meet the groups over there and meet the people. And we want to love our city, which is a value of ours. So many people come from renewal summer uh, where the gospel is being on display in our communities. Uh, we had a renewal pipeline. Some of you don't know what this is, but it's something that started the first year of our church where take 25 people we handpick out of the church that we say are committed, that are here, that are growing, and we say we want to pour our lives into them. And so as pastors, we pour our life into them, disciple them for about eight weeks or so, and then they go on, and many of them are leading groups right now. They're leading in ministry. They're over cameras and different things in our church. And so we pour into them, and we're going to do that again this spring. And so we're going to, I love that because that's a time for me to take 25 of our people and say, look, we want to pour into you. We want to invest in you. We want you to lead and be the backbone of our church. Several of you walked through financial peace last year. Some of you don't know what that is, but God talks about money most uh, uh, next to kingdom the most in the Bible. And so what that means is he cares about how you steward your money. It's not about how much you have. It's about what you do with it and how you steward it and how you budget and all these different things. So many of you walked through financial peace last year. We were able to pour into you, and you're starting to budget, and you're paying off debt, and you're giving of your tithe, and you're helping people around you. You're stewarding it well. We'll have that again uh, this coming year. Make sure if you see Jordan Carroll, who leads that, tell him, brother, thank you, and please lead it again this year. That's from Pastor D. Uh, we had our 21-day fast, as, as Steve talked about. That was our first one we did. And we're going to do that again. It's coming up next Monday. So I want y'all to be prepared for this. Some of y'all eating McDonald's and all that other stuff. We ain't eating no McDonald's. It's a Daniel fast, okay? And so y'all didn't laugh because you're like, I don't I want to eat my meat, Pastor D. I don't want. I, so look, I want you to jump in with us on this where we seek God's face and we 
We seek him more in our lives and in the life of our church. We pray every day at noon during that fast on YouTube, so make sure you join us in those prayers. But we also want you to join in this fast. Maybe you've never done this before, so take it slow. Make sure you talk to us. There's a whole list of resources and videos that are on our website that walk you through what fasting is and what this looks like. So we want you to be prepared for this and go shopping, go grocery shopping. You got to prepare for a fast. You don't just wake up Monday morning and say, all right, I'm ready to do this. We got to prepare for this and we're in it with you. We're going to do this together. It's not suffering for Jesus. It's letting go of some things so we can get more of Jesus. Does that make sense? It's a big difference. It's a big difference. We installed another elder last year. If some of you were here doing service where Jay Lavanier and his wife were on stage and we prayed over them. And although he's a LeBron hater, <clears throat> something wrong with him. I, I love this brother, man. I, I, from seeing Jay from the week before our church started, meeting him in the ice cream parlor, to now being a pillar within our church of encouragement. And, and steadiness and stability where people, many of you go to him and you talk to him and he's always got a smile on his face. He's got that London accent and he just encourages you to walk more uh, faithfully in the Lord. And so I'm thankful for him to see our church grow and how we'll lead together at Renewal. Our, work, our kids ministry under the ministry or leadership of Lauren Harvinson who walked in just as I was about to say this, so it was ordained. Can y'all just give her a hand and just say thank you. She, she tried to weasel in the back right there, but thank you, Lauren, for all that you've done. Um, our ministry has continued to grow, and again, coming out of a pandemic or online, this is huge because we went from two to three families probably that first Sunday where it was slow getting back in, over 30, and we've, uh, we've averaged over 30 children that are coming in here from different ages and even up to middle school and high school that are here a part of Renewal Church of Chicago. And now let me give you a little bit of behind the scenes and what this means. And so we're still operating here, but we're also online. So every week they put online some kind of teaching and resource for our children so they can worship in their homes as well as parents worship in their homes. That's all on our website if you didn't know about that. We want everybody be able to meet, be able to be uh, in a place where they're able to worship and meet with God on a Sunday morning. And so parents, hear me when I say this. Thank you for being patient with us. Thank you for trusting us with your children, but also trusting us in this pandemic. There's many churches that are not even having, do, don't do anything for kids right now. And so I'm thankful for the leadership of our kids' ministry, but also that you've trusted us because normally we would have kids' classrooms, we'd have all of those different things set up, and we're trying to navigate this thing the best we can in this pandemic to make sure we have a space for our children as well as for you to worship. So y'all be praying, hopefully in the weeks to come, we're working on it right now to have classrooms in this space, Omicron and all this thing is thrown a wrench and all that, so be praying with us as you're going through it too, we're praying for you, but let me give you a glimpse again of what everything they've done. They, we've had dance parties. That's been a, a thing that my kids love. They've made baby dedications, and I know there's many baby dedications on the way because we had a baby boom during this pandemic. Y'all took fruit being fruitful and multiply serious. And, and I'm going to be honest, I feel like I'm a little encouraged, and I'm like, man, they, they modeling right after me and Kaylee, and they, 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 they want five kids, too. None of y'all want five kids, but, but the reality is, is that there are more babies being born in this church, and, and that's exciting about what God is doing. And I don't take lightly, it's spending a lot of time on this, the children's ministry, because here's the reality. Our kids are going to get poured into and disciple one way or another. And what better way to do that than through the church? So let's not take that lightly. It takes a village to raise up our children. So that means all of us praying for them if that's all we do. But for some of y'all, that may mean getting involved in our kids' ministry and making sure I'm a part of that. Maybe you're saying, well, that's not me. Well, we got a youth ministry that just started up, Renewal Young Living. You may need to jump in that. Pray about how you can pour into the next generation because they're going to be there one way or another. And someone's going to disciple them. Let it be the church. Amen? Let it be the church. Our residency program not in here has still been going well. Ramon, Reverend Ramon Rivera, I don't know where he is, but 
Ramon, I can't see you because of the lights, but I think you're back there. He does a lot at this church over connections and our outreach and our operations. And Mike Crespo, who's not here this morning, but he helps work with our groups and does a lot in the background. And, and we don't want to just tell them or tell you about discipleship, but the reason we have a residency program here is so as a church, we can pour into the next generation of pastors. We want them to be raised up to where if they so are called to leave this church and pastor someplace else, they're set up for the next 30 years of their ministry instead of five years of trying to figure it out and burning out. And those brothers are killing it. They're doing a great job here. If you're a male or a woman and you're saying, I'm interested in ministry, I want to be poured into, talk to us about it. Talk to myself. Talk to Pastor Steve. We want to disciple you and pour into you to see you be raised up into the leader that God has you to be. That's discipleship. That's discipleship. Family, there's many more things that I could talk about dealing with discipleship, but the simple point is I want you to go away with this. Despite a pandemic, the gospel is taking root in the lives of people and lives are changing. People are being rebuilt. The last of our three pillars is releasing people for city impact. And we really could say the world because our desire is that anyone who steps foot in this church would go away whether that's one year or three years, they go away with this feeling of sentness, meaning that they, they see their lives on mission, where they need to take the gospel wherever they go, not just in Chicago or inside of these four walls, but when you leave, wherever you go, taking the gospel with you, sharing Jesus. After we renew, we're renewed by the gospel, we're rebuilt through discipleship, then we're lastly released. We see Jesus do this with his disciples. He pours into them, and then he leaves and ascends to heaven. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. See, the disciples were left to do the work that Jesus began when he was here on this earth. He says, Now go do with other people what I've already done with you. I want you to pour your life out on other people. And I'm encouraged by this, family, because this is already happening in our church. You are taking what we're preaching, you're taking what we're giving, and you're taking it into your communities. And that's how the city, hear me, is going to be changed. That's how this thing changes. It's not better government. It's not more money. It's not better schools. It's you all heeding the call of being a disciple of Jesus Christ and seeing your city, your community, your schools, the classrooms, your businesses, law offices, all of these things being changed because you're being released. So let me break this down a little bit and see, show you how it's working out in our church already. We're partnering with Breakthrough Homeless Ministries. We continue to do that here in this city where... Y'all gave away thousands of socks. It was kind of overwhelming. We had so many socks. And y'all really, with our ministry, kids ministry, we gave away all these socks to people that are in need. And hear me, that's vital because if you talk to people, if you really get to know homeless people, which I did quite a bit, especially in the beginning of our church, they would tell me after, they, they're like, we can find money if we want to, this and that. We need clothes. What are the needs that we meet? We need clothes. And so we've done clothing drives. We've done socks. We've done all these things. We've helped them get into kitchens and soup kitchens. We've volunteered at Breakthrough, and we've fed hundreds of people throughout the last year at Breakthrough Homeless Ministry. So thank you guys for your partnering there. And many of you all, and y'all can clap at any point. I'm going to keep rattling these things off. Many of you still volunteer with Grip, Grip Ministries, uh, Grip for Youth, uh, Steve right here, he's on the board, as well as Jay, they're also on the board together, and many of you have volunteered and, and working with youth in our city. I'm going to tell you, as someone who was in the shoes of the youth that are being poured into, if it wasn't for people like you, there would be no Pastor D. There would be no Pastor Steve. And so don't take lightly what the next generation needs. Whether there's fathers not around, there's parents not around, we need you in the lives of our young people. Amen? Amen. So keep doing that. Uh, through a turkey giveaway last year and holiday care pack packages, listen, this gets me excited. We were able to serve over 80 families in the last two months during this wintertime. Come on now. We've partnered with Wealths High School, Erie Family Services, Big Brother, Big Sister, Casa North, and more to serve people throughout our city. 
Last January, about a year ago, we gave away $10,000 to Wells High School students and toiletries and groceries to about 100 families on top of another $100 gift card to make sure they have what they need. Y'all can clap. Come on now, you can keep clapping. And here's what I love. Many of y'all didn't just give to this showed up and you handed out what we were giving to these people. So a face went with the gift that we were giving them. And then we didn't stop there because here Christmas rolled around and we said, look, there's students that are still in need. There's families in need. And, and I don't know if y'all knew this, but there's a lot of families around America. They don't, they don't, on Christmas Day, they have nothing. And we said that we didn't want that to be the case. And so what we did is said we would take another $10,000 and we'll give it away to these families that are in need at Wells High School. And they put together care packages, food, and, and toys, and all these things. And we gave away gift cards to these families in need so they had a Christmas this past holiday. So with that, I want to take a moment. I'm going to recognize uh, Ramon, Nayeli, Tamara, Lynette, some of y'all are here this morning. Thank you so much for your work. They're part of the outreach team. They put these things together. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, I tell Ramon maybe a week before we got to do this and y'all get on it. And so I'm thankful for you guys and working with us and making sure we serve the needs of our community. And there's many more that I didn't say that are jumping in and serving. If you're interested in that, see Ramon in the back. Make sure and we reach our community the way we need to. Our worship team, Damon Reed in the back. Brother, thank you so much, man, for everything you do for us. When we get in here, and y'all may not see this as being an outreach, but the reality is he's bringing us in. He's ushering us to the throne of grace to, to meet with Jesus. And here's the thing I love about this is that because we're streaming online and we've made videos and things throughout the year, you, you, you may not know this, but people have texted me and they say, Pastor D, I just turned on the Renewal YouTube channel and I just listened straight through to all the Wednesday worships and the, and, the Wednesday, uh, and the worship times you've done on Sunday because for them, that's helping them get through the week. That's outreach. That's outreach, and that's because of the ministry. Thank you, Damon, and everybody that's worshiping. It's amazing. And that means, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all on Sunday morning, man, there's some good things happening there. We need to see y'all worshiping with us. Again, when he's worshiping, you can't see your mouth moving, so we need to see your hands. We need, and some of y'all like, Pastor, I don't do all of that. But we just, we just need to know that you're with us and that you love Jesus, all right? Sometimes say amen real loud. That's for you, Dan, in the back. Come on. Uh, but our media team, I'm going to keep moving. Chris Tabron, who is not here this morning, I just am so, so thankful for him and our media team. Again, this is the outreach ministry that you don't think about. But if you look around, all of these cameras and things that are here, that's because of the season that we're in. But people are watching us all across the globe. I get texts and calls from Africa and India, and they're talking about, they're thankful for what's happening here in Renewal Church of Chicago. And that's because they're putting together media and communications on a weekly basis. That's Instagram, that's social media, that's the videos that we're putting up. All of these things are necessary for the season that we're in and probably forward as we go forth as a church in this new age that we're in. So I'm thankful for you all, Dan, Amanda, Mariah, Chris, all the work that you guys do. There's countless hours put into this thing and making sure that our, our ministry goes forth. Thank you for our communication. And for I have the privilege on top of that to serve as the president of, uh, and, and chair of an organization called the Chicago Partnership as well as the pastor here. And so I've told you guys a little bit about this in the past, but I'm thankful for you all allowing me to do this because that allows us not only to pass me pastoring here and leading our church, but to partner with other churches here in the city and see work done so for the Big C Church here in, in our city. That means that I'm working with churches like Progressive Baptist, that's the Brook Church, that's Park, Holy Trinity, Moody, many others to name where we're pouring into pastors and raising up other leaders here in our community, in our city, to pastor churches, to revitalize churches. We've seen 30 churches planted in the last 10 years, and we've had 30 guys or so that are in the pipeline being led and being trained up to be poured into, to be sent out here in the next year or two. God is doing a great work. I told you last year that Instacart, the legislation was changed because of the church and what happened. And that all started through our Renewal Cares campaign that went to the city and then it went nationally. God is doing 
a, a great work through the Big C Church, and you don't see a lot of this happening, but there's many things that are happening outside of our church. So that $10,000 that I just mentioned, for instance, where we gave away during Christmas, there were 10 other churches that did the same thing through the Chicago Partnership here in the city. That means that there's 10 other neighborhoods that partner with other high schools here in the city, and people had Christmas because of the church. Make sense? Y'all with me? There's been thousands of meals given away, groceries given away to people during the pandemic. 30, again, are new pastors and leaders are being trained up. Family, your giving goes toward this. We're giving toward this, and God is doing a work in our city. And there's still more work to be done in our city. But thank you, thank you for your partnership and allowing me to pastor you all, but also lead in our city on another level. And since I mentioned your giving, let me talk about that. And this is the last thing I'm going to do. Financially, through tithes and offerings this year, you all gave, here are these numbers, $762,000 last year, which is about $153,000 more than the year before in a pandemic. In a pandemic. Things like that don't happen in a seven-year-old church, let alone in a pandemic. Now, that means, if I break this down a little bit, you gave $712,000 to the general offering, your tithes and offering, and on top of that, you gave another $50,000 to that $110,000 campaign that we were running through the end of the year, which means that we not only met our budget, but we surpassed it through the end of the year. That's something that's praiseworthy uh, this morning. Now, thank you. As we enter 2022... We're still in our Engage Renewal campaign. Our budget is still $720,000, which is $60,000 a month. But our Renewal Engage campaign is still going on. So we got $50,000 of $250,000 that we're trying to raise by May, which means that mathematician, that's $200,000. I heard one person. Y'all went, went to elementary, right? That's $200,000, okay, that we want to raise because here's why. We want to expand as a church. We want to grow as a church. We want to plant more churches. We want to do more congregations. I want us to be ready to be able to do that. And some of you are looking at me like, Pastor D, why would we do that? I would not be a good pastor if I didn't tell you that we want to grow. If I didn't want to grow and expand as a church and have more people met with the gospel, this would not be the church you need to be a part of. If all I told you is we want to sit in this church and we want to be in these four walls and I just want you to hear preaching and worship, I don't want to be a part of that church. That's not even biblical. Acts chapter 2, they didn't sit inside a room and just preach. No, they went out and they risked their lives, and churches were planted. People gave of all that they had so that churches could go forth, and churches were planted all over the place, and that's why we're here today. And it wasn't mega churches doing this thing. It was small churches that started with 120 people in the room and 12 disciples before that. Okay, so we don't, there's no landmark we got to get to, but here's the reality. I want to push you all so we can grow and we get to this mark because I don't want us to just go out and plant and, and start things willy-nilly. And so I want us to start this, and I want to raise another $200,000 by May 1st. Now, that's a big number, it sounds like, but here's the reality. I told you we average over 400 to 500 people through all across all the platforms and things like that. That's 300 of us saying, I'm going to give $135 a month over the next five months on top of my normal giving. $135 times 300, you do the math, we passed the $200,000 goal. So I'm asking you all to give above and beyond. And so some of you are here and you've never started giving. Maybe that's today. Maybe you're already doing that. It's time to give that 10%, that tithe, as the Old Testament calls us to do. Give it to, the first, to God's first ministry, plan A, the church, and see it go forth. Maybe you're doing that. Go above and beyond and say, I'm going to give. I'm going to invest, as Steve was talking about, and I'm going to give to the church. Because I don't want to just hear the list of what happened in Renewal Church of Chicago. I want to be a part of that thing. I want to plug into it. I want to give my life away to God. And through that, I want to steward my finances well. And see, here's the thing, family. I'm encouraged by this because many of you have responded to that call already. And so the $200,000, let me break down some of the giving that's happened. We gave $50,000 to help start church plants, train up residents, leaders through our city. We've already done that. 
I just noted a $20,000, $20,000 we gave away to benevolence. We gave $30,000 to campus outreach to make sure that college students are met at UIC and beyond. And speaking of that, I was able to speak at their conference this past uh, holiday, and there was over 800 students there and 100 plus from, from UIC right down the street, and many of them frequent our church. And so we're already doing this, and we want to do more of this. Translation family, God is moving in our church. He's moving through your giving. That's something that's praiseworthy. So if you're not giving, jump in with us. Jump in. Let's give more than we did last year. Let's blow the budget out of the water so we can do more ministry here in our city. Family, as I end, lastly, next week, we're going we're gonna to start a series called Committed. Say committed with me. Committed. We're going to start a series called Committed. We're going to spend four, ye- four weeks in tangent with our, our fast because I want you to be committed to the right things in 2022. So it's a lot of things we can jump into and be committed to, and I'm going to commit to my health, and I'm going to make sure I work out. You should do all those things. But that apart from the gospel and seeking Jesus in your life is futile. You'll just be on the next fast or, or the next diet in two more months. We want to give you living bread. We want to feast off of Jesus, not only today, but for a lifetime. And so we want to make sure that you're committed to the right things. So we're going to spend four weeks walking through this next series, and I'm excited about it as we fast together, too, over the next 21 days, starting on the 17th. Family, this morning has been like drinking from a fire hose. Anybody feel that? Fire hosing y'all and on all the good things. But my prayer that it, is that it's been encouraging to you. And encourage you to look at all that God's doing in your own life, individually, and just be thankful. Can we give God some praise this morning? Because he's been good. He's been good. Friends, hear me. God is up to something. And as I always like to say, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So let's pray and let's thank God for his goodness here at our church. Father, thank you so much for who you are. You're truly amazing, God. God, I thank you for your goodness. I do ask that you'll continue to keep your hand on this ministry. You'll continue to lead us and guide us in all truth. But they will hold fast to what you're doing in our lives individually, but in this church. Let our lives be vessels and cups of water that are being poured out and trickling out into the community and to people around us where they'll see the goodness and the joy and the satisfaction that we have in Jesus and say, I want that. Let this church be about you, Jesus growing because of the work you're doing in us. God, I pray if there's someone here that said, it's my first time here or being back, that not only would they plug in, but that they would say that I need Jesus. And they would believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. And then they too would join hands with us and say, I want to influence the world for you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the work he's done in me. And I do a work through me. God, we're yours. We give you us. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus and we all said together, amen, amen. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast today. I pray that it was a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. I look to see you at one of our services at 9 or 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Take care. God bless you.